Episode 1028, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loveland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, for the last time this year. Well, I guess it's the last time this year for all of us locations, but uh, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. So this is the last live episode of 2022. Mm. We still have our traditional year-end recap episodes, the 30 minutes of Jesse Carey outros, all that stuff is still coming. (laughs) So keep subscribed to the feed. But this is the last time the cast is together. Oh, I didn't mention Derek's out because he is celebrating his birthday today. He and his wife are on a trip. So we we excused him from his duties here. We wish him all the best. Happy birthday, Derek. We miss you. Um, Yeah, but this is the last show of the year. 2022, everybody. Woo. Wow. We did it, y'all. <laughs> I, feel like this, I feel like things are on the up. Things are on the upswing. I mean, I feel that you know, too, dude. I actually feel that too. I look too. back and it was like, hey, it was a pretty great year, you know, compared to the last couple. You know, real quick, just around the horn here. Each one of us, quick 2022 highlight. Just let's go out on a positive note here. Jamie, what was the highlight of your 2022? Uh Oh, oh my gosh. Hello. I spent a month in Italy with my family. Highlight. There it is. Boom. Boom. Never again will that happen in, in my life. So yeah. highlight. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yep. Emily, what about you? Yep. Um, I would like to preface with this arguably was the best year of my life um, because I just traveled the whole year. But I think the highlight so was when I spent a month in Paris. That one was a good one for me. Right. Cameron, what about you? Whatever y'all say is like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Where did y'all spend a month in Europe? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little different. I traveled. I did a bunch of things with my kid. It was great, but I'm going to go different. This is the top five hardest year of my life. It really was. And I entered this year wanting to pull myself out of a multi-year rut. And I've worked really hard this year to do that. And so the highlight for me is I'm going to see this year as a year of positive transition in my life. I found an amazing church, established fantastic relationships with guys who point me to Jesus and and push me. And I have great friendships and we've peeled back a ton of stuff at Relevant and we have so much new we are about to burst. The dam is about to burst. And I am so excited going into 2023. But the process has been so stinking hard, you know, counseling and just, you know, having to pull yourself out of a rut, you know? So 2022 for me, I'm glad it's over. I am excited about 2023, but yeah, I don't want to, you know, me and Cohen traveled this summer. I love that camera. We road tripped up to see Jesse and his family. We went to the Caribbean. We did, we've made memories. We did stuff, but for me, it'll be when I think of 2022, it'll be a year of transition and growth. You know, I love that. Those are, those are awesome. I finally got around to try and kombucha. Didn't like it, but uh, <laughs> checked it off the list. So good year, <laughs> good year. No, I had. A, <laughs> I, finally, finally, it's been on the list I love for like the way three you said years. It too. Been on the list for about three years now. Finally, saw it. You know, I had a couple bucks in the in the pocket. I'll take it. About three sips, not for you me. Need a lot of bucks for kombucha. Not yeah, for I know. Me. Weird that it's it's uh alco- it's like alcoholic. It's like fermented. 
You got to yeah. drink a lot of kombucha, yeah. but you know. You can do spiked kombucha as yeah. well. Kombucha not even well. not even that could redeem yes. it, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a lot of highlights too. Cameron, I feel like we, we saw arguably the greatest summer league game of all time. I mean, and I'm not talking about oh. hyperbolic. Like literally, oh, yeah. it was an overtime. It was a thriller. That was it was a thriller. I, you know, the, that, de- that was, the debut of number one pick Paolo Bancaro, Jesse and I, it's becoming our tradition. We go to a summer league in Vegas every summer and we were rewarded with honestly one of the best basketball games we've ever seen. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, even, even like summer league has no real consequence. It was a thrilling game. It was a packed gym. I mean, it felt like we're at like a crazy high school game. It was, that it was, was awesome. really, really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, yeah. can I let a little heartfelt to mine real quick? Yeah. Because I did say like spending a month in Italy, which is really, really great. And I realize it's such a privilege. Did you try to kombucha too? <laughs> I love kombucha. <laughs> but I want to just add a little bit of heartfelt to that, that it was such a privilege that my family got to do that. And I understand that. But my kids are so big. Like one's going to college. I've got two that are going to be seniors next year. My daughter's a sophomore. And it will go down as the best four weeks that I've spent with my kids in a really long time. And so it was super special to have that no internet, no work, no nothing, just family. And so I wanted to just, it wasn't just Italy. It was my people, which was yeah. the best. I do not yeah. want to add anything heartfelt to mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mentioned the kombucha. So we're, yeah. <laughs> Emily's highlight was really the pedal tavern that she took down Broadway in Nashville. But I anyway. was actually thinking for the so, 19th so, straight episode, we have mentioned pedal taverns now. We're going to keep it right. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up uh, later, we talked to Carlos Whitaker. He has a new book coming out next month and he is just doing great stuff right now. He's been a longtime friend of the show. Uh, excited to have him. At the end of the show, we, it's a big one. We have a game where we collectively will select and choose definitively for all time the best Christmas movie. We are we're calling okay. it Merry Madness, and we have a bracket of every Christmas movie, and we're gonna talk it through, and we're gonna move in advance, and we are gonna end up with a winner. The best Christmas movie of all time, and you can take it to the bank, and you can win every family argument with this from now on. Definitive. There you go. Merry Madness. Coming up later. Now, hold on real quick. Is it M-E-R-R-Y or M-A? <laughs> Are these all movies about Mary? Because I can't only remember like two. Emily told me that she named it Merry Madness. I also heard it as M-A-R-Y and thought it was just ranking all the famous Marys in history. Didn't understand it. All the Marys? <laughs> or just ranking. <laughs> that would take about 30 seconds. Ranking, ranking notable nativity yeah. scenes. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, no, it's M E R R Y. I'm looking at the rundown. All right, but stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. You're listening to Charles Bradley and the Minahan Street Band. The song is Mary's Baby. It, all the, all the music I'm playing and the breaks uh, today are, are part of the very relevant Christmas uh, playlist we have over on Spotify. It's our last show before Christmas. We figured we'd go all Christmas with it. If you're looking for uh, a very robust and 
uh, <laughs> a lot of variety in your Christmas music. Go check out our playlist. It's like 250 songs. It's great for the car while you're opening presents. You have a party going on, whatever. Go check out A Very Relevant Christmas on Spotify. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, this one, uh, you guys probably been following this story. I know a lot of the country has. Um, you know, there's a lot of big industries that just, um, you know, have oversized influence in the lives of everyday Americans. Um, and this is a, a, a you know, kind Barry. of, a, kind of a, ser- a, a serious one about just, you know, one of the, the far reaches of one of sort of the big conglomerates. And I'm talking about big peanut butter and jelly here. Okay. Um, I was wondering if it was big floss, <laughs> big floss or peanut butter and jelly. I, I was wondering which one you were going with. All right. I big mean, they're actually uh, very opposed uh, industries. Um, you know, floss does not like the peanut butter, particular the peanut butter industry. They're, they, they don't like each other for right. obvious reasons, especially right. in the braces community. Um, <laughs> everyone knows this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm of course talking about <laughs> Smuckers, who manufactures. <laughs> Just the way uh, you said this. Smuckers. Why'd you say it like that? You're like, you hit the, <laughs> you hit it hard. You hit the Smuckers. As as I well, exactly. Isn't Smuckers the one that does the peanut butter and jelly? Bingo. Jar. And that's exactly what I want to talk about, Emily. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I was eating chili last night. And we had holiday. My wife is very good at decorating for the holidays. We had little two little snowmen salt shakers, pepper yeah. salt shakers. It's hard to yeah. tell which one was which, you know, because they're not labeled. <laughs> and I was trying to think about a solution for this. Has anyone had just? Is there a salt and pepper mix anywhere where you just one container you just shake out? Oh, uh, that's so good. I know. Is it? I know. Wait, do you want a one to one ratio? I mean, you know, like you don't always want yeah. both. Yeah, you may you may want more salt or more pepper. Yeah, it depends on what you're no, eating. No, this would be I would have it formulated by a chef who knows the perfect ratio <laughs> for all tastes. Hold on, but what means, if what if in the shaker salt settles lower because it's heavier grains and it's all pepper at the top and and you don't mix it like you know some sort of piping system Jesse's like from the bottom out. Up. I mean it's the engineers can solve that Jesse look at your salt and pepper shakers because I think the holes are different on the top based they on are. The salt or pepper that, that's what I was okay, thinking but which one because we had this debate one had two holes one had three well I mean you just need to know Riddle which one you put the pepper in which one you put the salt in well what, what is I it I think intended? the salt is going to have more holes I would think you would want more salt than pepper then you just solve my problem with my single shaker which is right down the middle <laughs> okay it's like a two sided <laughs> it's easy it's easy, and okay, no one, no one out there listening better steal this. Um, and I call it the. the I don't think they will. We need an end of the show segment of all of Jesse's ideas. It's called the Sepper Shaker, and it's going to sweep the nation. Jesse, what are your thoughts about a, a ketchup and mustard in one? Like, it, it would ha- you it would have to dispense. <laughs> In a way where the colors playfully swirl. Otherwise, you're going to get this brown, gross wicklet. Like that toothpaste is Ex- from the 90s. Yeah. That's the only uh-huh. reason it works. It's like a stripe like in it. it. came out. Yeah, exactly. Because if, it, if the colors mix up, no one's going to want to eat that. 
It has to be a playful swirl when it. I like the playful. Am I wrong about that? No, that's great. Who doesn't like a playful swirl? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so smuckers. You got to hit it harder. You got to hit it harder. Smuckers. 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 (laughs) It has to be a curse word. Okay, so uh, Smuckers has a product that is a pre-made peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, on the box, it shows the design of this peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is round, and the crusts sort of, like, fold in on each other. Yeah, crustables. And, yeah, it, it, it almost more is a peanut butter and jelly calzone. On the, uh, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? It, for yeah, all yeah, intents yeah. and purposes. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, sealed in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on the box, it is, it is a picture of the product with a bite taken out. Um, and can, can you guess how many of these sandwiches they sell every year? I just want a ballpark guess of, of what you think they're like individual sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 1 billion. If you go to Disney world, mm. their kids menu has crustables on it. I mean, right. when I had a small child, crustables were the daily st- staple. I I'm saying this is a big it was number. A hot commodity it's in a big school. number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, no, what is, what what's is your it? guess? How many how many how many of these sandwiches are we? Eating? There's 300 million. I'm going one billion. 300 million Americans. I would say kids. That's 100 million kids. There's 300 days in the year. 365 days in the year. They're gonna have average kid has one every couple of days. Seven a day. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go five billion. Go big. Go big. Five billion. Emily, you said a billion. Yeah, Jamie, what's 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 your what's your thoughts on 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 crustables consumption? I'm gonna go a little bit lower because I was one of the moms that didn't buy. You're them. doing prices so right. You're going right under. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it to account. So I'm gonna go four. Okay, it's uh, it's it's one billion. One billion crustables oh. are consumed. Smuckers, uh, uh, Smuckers okay. rakes in about five hundred million dollars just from their crustables. We're not even talking about the jellies and jams. <laughs> I Wait mean, a second. A crustable is fifty cents. No. Oh, maybe their net, their net profits. Yeah, yeah. I think when all yeah. shakes out, they make yeah. about five hundred million dollars here. Um, so look, I mean, they got they got a lot of coin. They got they got a lot of uh, you know they're in the game here. Yeah. And this is a problem for a young entrepreneur uh, who started a company uh, near the Twin Cities where he grew up. And he called it Gallant Tiger. Now, the, the tiger was the name of his high school mascot. So it was a little hat tip to a local community there. Now, he makes he makes a similar product. It is a crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is prepackaged um, that is circular. I guess that's the best way to kind of interlock the crust. Um, and he's selling it. And it has like higher end ingredients. And he's selling it at a handful of stores in his community there uh, in the Twin Cities. Um, he has received a cease and desist from big PB&J at Smuckers, Smuckers telling them essentially not that they own the concept of a PB&J, but mm-hmm. that his packaging, which also shows a circular PB&J with a bite taken out, uh, you know, basically would confuse customers, which if you see the two boxes, you would you would be under no illusion that this Gallant Tiger product was a Smucker's product, okay? It looks more kind of, you know, like health-centric. It doesn't have all the colors. It just seems to me that Smucker's know they're the only PB&J crustless prepackaged game in town. Now they're coming for some young entrepreneur. This doesn't sit right with me. I feel like PB&J is an American institution. You should be able to redesign it. It, 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 It's, this is something, this is a, a concept to me 
that belongs in the public, right? Like this is, no one can own it. So this guy's lawyer is, is fighting the case. He actually sent a, uh, he sent a letter back to Smuckers that said, there are not very many shapes that a sandwich can be made into. I think he's, I don't know if he's right about that. I feel like you could, if you really put some effort into it, you could make some creatively shaped sandwiches. But to his point- Has he been on Pinterest on back to school? Have you seen what they've done with with chicken nuggets? There's, you can do shapes. Uh Uh-huh. You can do dinosaur sandwiches. Oh, yeah. But either way, either way, I just don't like this big corporate, big PB&J coming after the little guy just trying to service his community. So if you're in the Twin Cities, you know, I would encourage you to go buy some Galleon Tiger PB&Js and really stick it to the man at Smuckers because according to their latest earnings, Smuckers is doing just fine. Okay? (laughs) Just fine. So good on you, Galleon Tiger guy. Keep keep making them, but I would encourage Cameron Dinosaur PB and J sound pretty great. So maybe start, maybe tell your lawyer there's actually a lot of shapes you could squeeze it and like it comes out the mouth and yeah, I mean there's a lot you could do with the dinosaur PB and J. All right, what do you have, Emily? Um, I want to talk about um, some gaming news, which uh, is a little new to me, but I think it's very really interesting. Um, so Fortnite is being sued by Canadian parents um, on kind of on behalf of their kids because they're saying that their kids were so addicted to the game that they would forgo sleeping, eating, and even showering, which is disgusting. And I think this is really important to talk about because um, I think video games are really, they're they're huge, not just for kids, but also for adults. But um, I think that it is just really interesting that these parents are suing them because again, I'm not a parent, so maybe I'll have different thoughts on this, but I think there is a part of the parents that should maybe step up and say, like, tell their kids, hey, stop playing this game. Well, so what's what's interesting is that they're accusing the game makers of specific elements of the game that make it addictive more. It's not just gaming and parents put boundaries on it, but it's specifically this game and other games that are, you know, whatever uh, similar format uh, are, are especially addictive. What's interesting to me is this isn't a children's problem. This isn't about parents. The number one audience for Fortnite is 18 to 24 year olds. 60% of Fortnite players are, are 20 somethings. The majority right. of Fortnite players are adults. And the average gamer in general is a 32 year old male. So it's not a kid's thing. It is This addiction is affecting adults, which is hilarious. It's, I mean, it's but, not but I have, I have a question here. Is is it something that is inherently like a digital issue, or is it can could hypothetically could it be like, well, this board game is too fun, or this sport is too fun? No, they're addictive. saying that there's something in the programming, the way that they've built the game. If you've ever played Fortnite, it is it is to keep it going and keep it going, and they earn this and get that, and you're rewarded, and you keep going, and, and then I can do this, and then. It's a, it's this thing of like, they keep pushing you down. It's almost like TikTok with the endless scrolling. It's like there's, they built mm-hmm. it for our brains to keep going. And so they're saying specifically Fortnite, just not gaming in general, but it's, it's things they've done right. in that game. And like a judge even likened it to like a tobacco addiction. Like, you know how there's nicotine, like something in your brain that makes you want more. That's what they've their research that they've done, I guess, has found that there is something in it that makes it more addictive than just any other game. So this would explain why when I tell my boys, hey, y'all, it's time to count to dinner. They're like, mom, I can't stop this right. game right now. And I'm like, no, yes, you can. And right. they're like, no, literally, I can't stop where I am right now. And then mm-hmm. as a mom, I'm like, right. uh, yes, you can, or I'm gonna turn it off. Right. You know, This to me feels like a lawsuit. Remember when someone sued McDonald's because the coffee was too hot or something, or like the mm-hmm. cup was too hot? Mm-hmm. 
Remember, and then they went through. This feels like that to me. It feels like, I feel like there's more issues here. And let's say that it is true that the judge is like, this is like nicotine and there is something more in it. It does well, still feel like, okay, so he said that. It does still feel like the responsibility is on the consumer. To me, it feels like like the parent, whoever bought the game, like mm-hmm. maybe they just want them to put a warning on it or something, yeah. the same way McDonald's had to do this stuff. Like it just feels like, Y'all, we're all adults. You can here. just like, see Jesse's li- libertarianism just cringing right now at regulation. <laughs> because, because, <laughs> because, I mean, what it's, it, and I hate slippery slope, like, you know, the argument. But in this case, like, let's, let's say it was like a new, um, streaming series. It's like, oh, I got to watch the next episode. It's so good. Oh, sorry. This show is too addictive. Like you, you aren't enough right. of them. Yeah. You sue Netflix over autoplay. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah, just like, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E- exactly. Like, you know, I just, I just feel like it's one thing if, if there is like a product that has some, you know, dangerous ingredient that creates an actual physical dependency where, where your body will stop working properly. If you, you like, like some sort of physical withdrawal, like, I, like right. I know there are psychological, there are things that are psychologically addictive, but it's not like your body's going to shut down. If you turn, if, right. you, if you unplug your PS five, you know what I mean? Pro, right. Some products legitimately can cause you physical harm. You know? I think what's interesting about this lawsuit is that it is parents suing about the effect on their children and that the judge moved it forward because they were trying to get it dismissed, obviously, and said, no, scientifically, we're seeing that the like nicotine addiction, there is an addiction rewiring of the brain that is happening in the kids. And that's what they're going to try and prove. My gut would be that if there is any mm-hmm. regulation, it'll become an 18 and up thing that adults can choose to play the game. But it, like kids psychologically aren't ready to because it will rewire their brains just like they can't smoke cigarettes when they're 11 because it'll get them addicted right. physically. So well, I think like- I watched watched like red zone on Sundays with, with my son, which is just uninterrupted football, you know, and he doesn't want to move away from the TV when it's on, but that's by design. You know what I mean? Like, but as a parent, I can be like, Hey bud, let's go outside for a little while. I don't know. Again, I, I don't, I don't really have a horse in the race, but it does seem like this is not an area that necessarily calls for government intervention in my, you know. I think I agree with that as well. And I also agree, Cameron, like I do think that this is a real thing that you can become addicted to video games. Mm-hmm. I've seen kids have to get like treatment mm-hmm. for it. Like it, it is legit real. It's, we're not, none of us are saying that it's not, right. but I fall into the same lane as Jesse where I'm like, okay, we can still say that this is true and still that like the company does not need to pay out a severance to these families because they all bought in what it is. I could see them putting a, a little a sticker. Yeah. Like something. highly addictive, mm-hmm. put a yeah, play TVMA. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's probably what the parents are kind of fighting for. It's like, we didn't know that mm-hmm. when we bought this game, that it would yeah. affect our kid this way. And other parents need to be warned. That might be you true. Know? Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you have, Jamie? All right. Definitely not as exciting as suing uh Fortnite. but uh, guys, have any of you ever stayed at a super eight? Uh, sadly, I had to one time on a road trip, but yes, yes, I never have. But Jesse, have you? Unfortunately, no. I mean, it, they look like a fine, a fine American <laughs> establishment, but, uh, but I'm, no. I'm positive I have because my family, we were big road trip people growing up. And I think, yeah, yeah. I feel like we stayed at like it's just a, on the it's on it's, the road. It's yeah. the, oh, it's the motel yeah. that you don't want to take a black light to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's it's the gas station bathroom of. of mo- yeah, that's absolutely. You know, right. you just kind of you go in, you be yeah. careful what you touch, you know, yep. but it. But when you're it's like a but, necessary but it, evil, but if it's yeah. an emergency, 
It's there. I, I, you know, you, you take your own sleeping bag to put on top of the bed if you have to say the super eight. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And you put a chair in front of the door as well as the. Little <laughs> <laughs> do they do they still offer uh, barricade equipment in every room for for the doors? I, I can't I, I can't remember if that's an ad. Literally, costume. you say Super Eight, and I can smell it. I can smell the stale cigarette that they tried to clean, but they couldn't, and it's still there from other people. You know what I mean? It's just seeped it's, into yeah, the walls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. up until like 2005, they allowed smoking, and it's still in the carpet. Smoking yeah, in yeah. Everywhere, mm-hmm. yeah. They they actively encouraged it. They gave you a room key <laughs> and some some, some with Marble a pack of Reds. cigarettes, Marlboros. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Cameron, it's interesting that you can smell it because Super Eight has a new candle collection that smells like an epic road trip. Okay, so apparently I wasn't aware of this, but there are a lot of company brands who are creating scented candles. Like McDonald's created a set of six candles that smell like a quarter pounder when they're all burned in unison. Like you, I guess like <laughs> once the bread, once the meat, once the whatever, you burn them in unison and you smell that. That sounds disgusting to me. Miller Lite released a candle with aromas of a dive bar. Also, Ooh. no thank you. <laughs> Ooh. So now we see Super 8 uh, is in the in the action of candle sets and they have eight candles meant to mimic the smells of an epic road trip adventure, which are which are what Funyuns and spilled Red Bull. I mean, (laughs) well, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, you can get this set of uh, candles for only 1974 priced in honor of the year that they opened. It has some limited edition candle collections. And and. The last time they changed out the bedspreads, just <laughs> FYI. Okay, so they've got a candle smell that is tucked in, okay, which is said to smell like crisp, clean linen, which from how you're describing How would they know what that smells like? Yeah, exactly. They don't know what that is. It's their best <laughs> they guess. They have a candle called Fresh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have a candle called Fresh Feels, which is the scent of a hot shower after a long day's drive. <laughs> what? Do they have hot water at Super 8s? <laughs> no. Again, you can pay extra. You can pay extra. <laughs> it's, Super 8 is the spirit airlines of motels, just FYI. You have to pay for every component. Right. Yeah. In the, hey, in the community bathroom, they do. Yeah. Gross. The one you share with your hallmates. <laughs> Do you want to upgrade to the bed with sheets or the bed, the bed with without pillows. sheets? Now, now oh, we have okay. we have we have the room with that. There was three murders in, or we got the one down the hall. It was just that couple. Um, just the one. So yeah, we do yeah. Have the three murder rooms. We have a low murder room or a regular murder room. Which would you prefer? It's an upcharge for the regular murder room. Yeah. Uh, okay. Some more of their candles. We have the snack time candle, which recreates the smell of smoky, savory beef jerky. Oh. Uh, Rain freeze offers aromas of a cherry slushy. Oh, okay. And then they have a light bite candle, which is to smell like breakfast. And then they have one that is to smell like um, coffee as well. So they have all of these candles. They're each four ounces, and it's called their Sense of the Open Road Collection. No, no thank you. I'm in. I'm in. Thanks, thanks for the attempt. But here's the deal. Super it's 1974. <laughs> That'd be a good stocking stuff. It's 1974, but as a bonus, Super 8 is placing a few vouchers for 30,000 Wyndham reward points and a limited number of the candle sets worth enough for a four night stay. I don't know where you're staying for four nights. Four nights <laughs> at Super Eight. 1974. That's that's you can get you can get eight nights right now at uh, at most. Um, Nobody's gonna want this, eight. so they had to go Willy Wonka with the golden ticket on some of them to try and get you to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there you go, guys. Oh my. Well, Oof. thanks for the effort, Super Eight. Anyone that needs a last minute Christmas gift, I guess that could work for you. Yeah. Here's the yeah. Here's the smell of sadness. Here we go.
<laughs> it would be a great white elephant present, like a crank, you know, uh, joke oh, present. Perfect. Prank yeah. present. Or it's like, here's the smell of your childhood, because we all stayed in these. It, here's the right. smell of being on the run from the law. <laughs> 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 or, 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 or a stalker. <laughs> you, you, there's a lot of scenarios <laughs> yeah. that people say. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Carlos Whitaker joins us. Listening to Electric Guest, the song is Holiday. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Carlos Whitaker. Man, I've known this dude for a long time. <laughs> Since his uh, worship, day, worship leader days in Atlanta. He's a speaker and author of books like Moment Maker, Interwild, and his newest book coming out next month. It's called How to Human. Carlos sat down with Emily to discuss what it means to be truly human in this world and how we're more connected to one another than we are divided Here's our conversation with Carlos Whitaker. What is the book about? Or in your yeah, words? So, you know, How to Human um, is, it's a book that I wrote because I felt like, you know, after 2020 and 2021, halfway through 2021, I was like, holy crap. Like, why is everybody so angry so mean so bitter so filled with rage and i just thought this can't be the the new normal like like I, this isn't what it was like before of course there were people that were filled with all that kind of stuff but i feel like maybe we've forgotten how to do this human thing well and so um yeah i just kind of started um researching honestly like humanity and like like what what life was like in the 80s and the 90s and you know it, how people disagreed and you know the subtitle says three ways to share life beyond what distracts divides and disconnects us and i just remember thinking halfway through 2021 uh, we are more divided than we've ever been and um i i, I feel like that's fine for a season because we were all like pandemic rookies, right? We'd never gone through it. We all kind of collectively went through human trauma at the same time, but we, could, we, we can't maintain this thing. And so, yeah, I just kind of, I wrote the book and hopefully it's going to give people um, some handlebars on maybe how to, how to get back to doing this human thing right. I think that's something that is definitely needed, especially like you said, over the last few years, um, yeah. you mentioned kind of researching life in like the eighties and nineties. What was something that was interesting about the way that humans were back then? Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we don't even have to go back that far, you know, let, let's just go back to like, like nine 11, 
Um, you know, so <clears throat> we got 9-11, I think that was 2001. Um, and just how, I mean, I don't want to blame like these devices that, that we hold in our right or left hands, but you know, you go back to 9-11 and, and when, when the country went through this collective trauma at the same time, our immediate reaction, our, our guttural instinct as humans in America was to like check on each other and to serve each other and to help each other. And, you know, just how's it going? Oh my gosh, you knew somebody that was in New York. Are they okay? Whereas now what, what ends up happening is we suddenly like just pick up our phones and start writing our own thesis as to whose fault, whatever thing was. And we just didn't have the ability to do that back then. And, and I, and so, you know, I, I just feel like the farther back we go, the less connected digitally we were probably the more connected relationally we were. And I mean, there's, there's a book that I just got done reading called the lonely century. And, and it was, it was published. I heard on an NPR podcast a couple months ago, it was published last year. And it just talks about how humans are the most connected they've ever been ever, but the loneliest they've ever been. And I just think, you know, these, it's not that phones are bad, um, but they have definitely made us more lonely and less human. And so, yeah, you know, you go back to uh, 2001, you, you see glimpses of our humanity. You go back to, I mean, let's have some fun. Let's go back to when I was a, when I was a kid in the late eighties. Um, and it was, um, the way I played was, you know, I, I, my mom would literally lock the door, get to put me outside, lock the door, put a six pack of, of Dr. Pepper and be like, you know, I'll see you at the dinner bell. And I would have to like, you know, I, I would ride my bike around. It was like a Steven Spielberg movie, man. It was, it was just awesome. And so, you know, now you know, I mean, man, I just sound like that grumpy old man right now, but but now because I've got teenagers, you know, like it is, we are just so wired and so connected and we don't ever have to um, leave anymore. And, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, like in order to hang out with my friends, I had to go get in my car and drive to hang out with them. Like now my, my 16 year old son still doesn't have his driver's license yet. And he doesn't care. Why? Because he can just get on the Xbox and hang out with his friends it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to like leave to go. And so, you know, I just think that we're going to have to be very intentional uh, to recapture some parts of our humanity that maybe we've lost. I really want to talk about this idea because I totally agree with it about making sure that people around you don't all look like you or agree with you or things like that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are really scared about that. Um, how can someone engage with someone who's not like them in a healthy way? Yeah. You know, um, and it's very understandable. First of all, if, if you're listening to this going like, man, I don't know, you don't even know this person's bad for my mental health. I can't be like hanging out with them. That's not what I'm asking you to do. Now there's there's relationships that I've had to completely sever in order to maintain my mental health. So there's those, but that's not, I, I'll go ahead and tell everybody, that's not everybody that disagrees with you. Everybody that disagrees with you is not bad for your mental health. Okay. If that's the case, then there's some work you've got to do uh, on your mental health in order to be able to get healthy enough to do that again, because we're, we're just, I think that, that, that there's far too many people living in silos and bubbles these days. And so we're, we're, we're limited in our growth as humans. And it's hard. And one of the things I like to say to people that I think initially people can hear this, that, that, that 
disagree with me and think that this is some sort of you know fluffy answer, but it's really not. It's it's hard to live this way, uh, but I say it this way: I don't stand on issues. I walk with people, and and when I when, when I say because people ask me all the time as a public facing person, well, Carlos, where do you stand on this issue? Where do you stand on this issue? Where do you stand on this issue? And my answer is always the same: I don't. I, I don't stand on issues. I walk with people. What does that mean? That means that for every issue I have an opinion on, I find somebody that is directly affected by that issue and I try to walk with them. Whether that's a coffee or lunch doesn't mean I'm becoming best friends with the person, but I'm walking with them. And so I think if we can get that phrase in the back of our head, oh, you know what? I may not, I may not agree with this person. I may not, we may not actually agree on anything, but I can still walk with them. One of my best friends on planet earth and I had a really hard 2020, 2021. We, we stood on opposite sides of every hot topic. The, the, you know, the presidency, um, COVID, um, you know, racism in America. Like this is somebody that was like in my wedding and suddenly we are on completely opposite sides of everything. And so like our relationship took like a beat down. And what I, um, what I, what I realized is that, Hey, listen, like, why don't we find something, some common ground? And you know what the common ground was? We both love soccer. And so Nashville got a brand new soccer team and we, um, bought season tickets to the soccer team right next to each other. So guess what? Every Saturday, him and I show up and we root for the same team and suddenly we've got something to root together for and guess what that stupid little season ticket has started to heal things in our relationship that I never thought um, was going to be healed so you know those are some really simple things that I think people can do to start fixing those things That was Carlos Whitaker. Make sure to check out his book, How to Human, and pre-order it now. And it comes out next month. Don't miss it. All right, stay tuned up next. It's Merry Madness. Listening to 116, Paul Russell, Lecrae, and Abe Parker. The song is We Three Kings. Okay, it's time for Merry Madness. Well, that was abrupt. Uh, Merry Madness. It is our our version of March Madness where we will will it down to the number one Christmas movie of all time. We will crown our champion. Um, what we're going to do is I'm just going to, you know, you know the bracket design. It's versus versus and the winner advances. So I'm just going to read it down, pair them up. We pick a winner and we keep going. Here we go. First matchup is between Elf, my favorite movie, and Gremlins. Tell me who should win and why. Oh, well. I vote for Elf. I mean, I feel like Elf I watched it the other day. It still holds up. Scene to scene, still quotable. To to my recollection, Gremlins, the special effects... never held up. Yeah. (laughs) 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 The the special effects alone rule that out. Gremlins special effects is a super eight of special effects. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Right. Elf wins. All right. So, Elf. All right, next one. Home Alone 2, the New York one, 
or Die Hard. This is a big offense versus a strong defense. This is a, a perfect match of the heavyweight titans. I'm going to go Home Alone 2. Absolutely. Mm. That one just... Really? It just feels... I'm going to go Home Alone 2. Jesse, I'm surprised. Yeah. See, this is how we'll do it. We'll all vote. So it's an odd number. So one, two, three. You guys will all vote. So it's a. this is a landslide. 3-0, Home Alone 2. All right, here we go. It's the the, the talk boy. The talk boy thing gets it for me. It, it it made that just such an iconic, like it it was the gift that uh, of my youth. Everyone, I never got one, but my neighbor had one. They're the best. Oh, Remember the little talk sorry. boys? No, little yeah, cassette. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, played yeah, a, yeah, Political yeah. critical role in the plot of the film. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, right. a character. All right, Home Alone Two wins. Yeah. All right, between Last Christmas. Or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the, the, the you know, st- what's that called? Not the animated. The claymation? Not Claymation. Is it Claymation? Yeah, or is yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it is kind of, it's kind of choppy. The 1960s yeah. one. What is Last Christmas? That was the one, it came out a few years ago. Um, it has Amelia Clark in it, and I don't even know, so. It's a Christmas, like, it's a Christmas, like, rom romance yeah. holiday movie. Okay, so Rudolph the classic. Rudolph so obviously is the Rudolph, winner. So, yeah. okay. Usually, claymation disturbs me, uh, but it's iconic, <laughs> so we'll give it to it. It's iconic. Yeah. We'll give it a pass. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Alright, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 1966 animated version, or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 Jim Carrey live action version? Now, this is a matchup. I mean, I love the cartoon one, but the Jim Carrey one just feels more nostalgic to me because mm. I think because I was a kid when it came out. Mm. So I'm going to go with the live action. I've one. never seen the animated one, so I'm going for Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jim Carrey got two, so he automatically wins no matter what Jesse says. That I mean, surprises I'm going, me. I'm going Dr. Seuss, man. I, yeah. I'm going the classic. I feel uh, yeah. like it's again, it's something about because I think Mike Myers has done it, and so has Benedict Cumberbatch. Right? Haven't there been like three right. live action? Again, yeah. there's something about the Grinch puppet face. It's too much human face in there, you know. Like they should have gone, they should have just gone with the face of the human and not this weird amalgamation. It's too disturbing to me, you know. Yeah. No one wants to see that. That's that's valid. I'll give me, give me, you. give me. Either go full puppet face, not not the mashup, you know. Yeah, you don't want cats. You don't want the cats movie. All right, okay. And that's so, the thing. It's in that territory. All right, we're we're we starting out with thirty two, so we got to keep moving. Here we go. The holiday. Or Love Actually. The Holiday. That's probably my number one favorite I don't Christmas have a vote, movie. but I, I agree. Is that the one where they exchange Airbnbs yeah, or whatever? Yeah, they exchange the houses. Yeah. 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 And then Love Actually is the one where it's like all the British people. I'm going The Holiday because they they did invent Airbnb in that movie. That is the premise of the movie. That's true. It's three for The Holiday. Yeah. It's, yes. it's VRBO. Oh, thank God. Airbnb has that movie to thank. That was the premise. Good job. All right. Yeah. Holiday. Moving it forward. Here we go. The Polar Express or The Nightmare Before Christmas. Two animated ones. I have to go with the Nightmare Before Christmas because the Polar Express creeps me out because it's similar to the Grinch thing. Mm-hmm. It's too human-like, uncanny, valley. and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Can- I was going to pick the Polar Express okay. because it feels more lovely. All right, than the Nightmare Jesse, Before you're the tiebreaker. Oh, you got to go Nightmare Before Christmas here. Okay, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's the opposite take of the claymation. There, have you ever watched them make those little iron pot? That alone, like just to move those little wires <laughs> all day long, and and, and 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 you know, make that move. That alone, I watched the making of that movie was an obscene amount of work. 
it, just for that alone, I'm, go, right. I'm going. They, they didn't have computers to do it like Tom Hanks. He couldn't just put a bunch of ping pong balls on his face. All right, next one. And here's a new movie, Spirited, the one on Apple Plus with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. It's a musical. It was actually really good. It's the it's the the classic Dickens tale uh, reinterpreted. Spirited or It's a Wonderful Life. Oh gosh, this is dumb. I'm going to go first because I saw Spirited on my TV and then I saw Spirit in the movie theaters and I'm telling you, go see it in the movie theaters. It is so good. I love the movie. I'm a big fan. That's my choice. Spirited. Let me ask Let me ask a quick question. Um, we, is this for taking a nap? Because both those movies, <laughs> yeah. m- musicals put me to sleep because they're boring. It's not like that though. Like it's, it's, it's smart it's too. Good. It's smart. The twist, I, twist at the end. Come on. It's great. But, they need a version that cuts out the the song and dancing. That's my take. Give oh, me, Jesse, give me one, give me like best. a forty five minute version where where I don't need to see the song and dance in the exposition. Just give me put a little <laughs> caption. Here's what they said in the song. Next scene. Okay, so Spirited or It's a Wonderful Life. What's your vote? She, we got one for Spirited. I'm still going. If I had to watch one tonight, I'd watch. I'd run Spirited back because It's a Wonderful Life. Honestly, seems like homework at this point. I, and, and if you if you if you disagree with me, you're lying to yourself. No one's like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and hunker down and watch a two hour black and white movie from the 40s. Sorry, it's better in concept yeah. than it is in. Wow. You know, Emily, you're outvoted no matter what. Well, I was say, I haven't even seen Spirited, but I would probably pick that there over It's right. a Wonderful Life for the same reason. All right. I was pleasantly surprised so by Spirited. Okay, next one. The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special or A Christmas Story? Oh, Christmas uh, Story. It's, I mean, Christmas my family me is too. the one that we will put on. Was it TBS that plays mm-hmm. like 24 hours every and year? And TNT. We will watch it at least once. Yeah. Okay, next one. Yeah. Uh, Falling for Christmas, the new Lindsay Lohan Netflix Christmas movie, okay. or Frosty the Snowman, the animated classic. I'm gonna go with my girl Lindsay on this one. I'm like, it was. I not, didn't know Lindsay Lohan was still doing things. It was rough. I'll be honest. <laughs> it was hard to get I, through. I, I could not make it through. But I could not. I need through. a Lindsay Lohan like Renaissance in 2023. So I need. I'm gonna support her. Lohanaissance. Um, I'm Lohanaissance. all for. It. But yeah. uh, I could not make it through that film. I. Okay. I, I, I are you going Frosty? That's okay. Yeah, I'm going Frosty. Just by default. Okay. Yeah. J- Jamie. I'm going to go Frosty, too, right. because I didn't even know Lohan was back. <sighs> All right, here we go. A Charlie Brown Christmas or Miracle on 34th Street. Two classics. Charlie Brown Christmas. Ooh. Again, I'm not lining up to see either of these. Um, I feel like you've seen them. <laughs> you can tell people saw them. No one wants to spend an evening watching either of these. Like, you know, they're not funny. Um, but I'll probably go with Charlie Brown Christmas because it's right. shorter. So there that we go. Wins. That wins. All right. Next <laughs> one. Get in and out quicker. We, we got to keep moving. Here we go. The, a Muppet Christmas Carol or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, my gosh. This is tough. This is not even a competition. Yeah. This is yeah. tough it's, and it's, it's not even a competition. Sorry, it's it's got to be Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. I mean, Christmas Vacation. Okay. It's like. Done. Yeah. All I'll right. pick Christmas Vacation. All right. Here we go. White Christmas. Let it snow, snow, snow. Uh, White Christmas or The Christmas Chronicles? I don't know either one of these, so I'll go. The Bing Crosby black and white one where they're putting on, they go up to. You'd like it. It's a musical. Maryland or Vermont. They go to Vermont. I'm not, I'm not kind of like, I don't want to say it. I'll let Jesse take the heat, but I'm not really here for old movies. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did. I, I was pleasantly surprised with Christmas Chronicles, so I'll go with that. Oh. But White Christmas is good. I, uh, unfortunately, I don't good. know either of these movies. So once again, 
It's beginning Emily, to look a lot like Christmas. If, that's from White I mean, Christmas. I know that song. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Well, that's a banger. That's a banger on on that on the merits of that song. Boom! I'll okay. take Bing Crosby. Okay. I'll take Bing. All right. Wait, wait, we got White Christmas. Christmas Chronicles. What's the tie-breaking vote? I think White Christmas won. Okay, White Christmas won. It's a classic. All right. Um, the Family Stone or The Grinch, the 2018 animated film. I love The Family Stone. Again, don't like family dramas. Too much dramas and families already. Give me the animated Grinch. Okay. Animated Split. Song. Jamie, you're the tiebreaker. Family Stone or The Grinch 2018 uh, I don't know The Family Stone. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'm going to go with The Grinch, too. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. The Santa wow, Claus. Being left and right The here. Santa Claus or Four Christmases. Four Christmases is my favorite Christmas movie, so that's where I'm Okay. Going. It's my favorite. It, it makes me laugh okay. so much. I do love Four Christmases. I love a good like rom-com. So I am surprised a Vince Vaughn movie beat out a classic, but all right, here we go. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, un- it's hilarious still. It is. All right. Last <laughs> Holiday or Babes in Toyland, the 1986 version. Last Holiday or Babes in Toyland. I love Queen Latifah, so I'm going to go with Last Holiday. I'm going to go with Last Holiday, too, because Babes in Toyland, I think that they should have picked a different title. All right. Yeah. The, the title makes that. me uncomfortable. It, I'm going Last Christmas. It makes me hey, uncomfortable, too. Hey, as a single man, I watched it the other night. I was very disappointed. I, yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> last one for the opening round. Here we go. Uh, Home Alone or Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square? Sorry, Dolly. This was this is this is a gimme putt. This is I'm sitting about it's an inch alone. outside the rim. Okay, r- come on. Round two. Elf versus Home Alone two. This is where elf. it gets tough. Okay. Elf, I think. Two. Elf. All right, elf with the sweet. Yeah, I gotta go elf. I gotta go elf. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. Jim Carrey for me. Jim Carrey. Jim All right, Carrey. it wins. Uh, yeah, it wins I guess, anyway. I guess we got to. Yeah. Here we go. The holiday yeah. Yeah. or the nightmare before Christmas? Nightmare. The holiday. Nightmare. Jamie, your tiebreaker. What'd you say? Oh, gosh, I hate this. The holiday. I'm going to go with the real people movie. The holiday. Yeah. God. With the holiday. All yeah. right. Real people. Spirited or a Christmas story? Christmas story. Oh. <gasps> Spirited. Oh. Come on. Jesse. Christmas story. Okay. Thank you. Frosty Thank you. the You know where I stand on music. <laughs> Frosty the Snowman or a Charlie Brown Christmas. That is a that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm gonna go with Frosty. I'm gonna go Charlie Brown again. I was gonna go Charlie Brown feels more uh sentimental to me. Okay. Charlie Brown. Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown shorter. Okay. So National Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> Vacation or White Christmas? No question. Christmas oh. vacation. Yeah. Uh vacation. Oh, yeah. the the Grinch twenty eighteen or four Christmases. Four Christmases. Four Christmases yeah. for me. Okay, last holiday or Home Alone? Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone. Okay, we are in the Elite Eight. We're going quick. Here we go. Elf or How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2000 Jim Carrey version? Elf. 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 Elf wins it all. The holiday or a Christmas story? Christmas story. The holiday. <laughs> oh, Jamie, your tiebreaker. I, never, I don't even know the holiday. It's great. You should watch it. Is the Christmas story the one Sorry. where he gets the, the lamp? The, yes. Yeah. Then I'm going to go with the Christmas story. Okay. Uh, here we go. A Charlie, a Charlie Brown Christmas or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Vacation. All day. Vacation. Okay. Vacation. Four Christmases or Home Alone? <sighs> home Alone. Tough, but I've got to go Home Alone. Okay. We're in, the, we're in the finals. Here we go. Elf or A Christmas Story? Elf. I'm going to go A Christmas Elf. Story. For sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Two Elves. Here we go. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Home Alone? Woo. Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Well, okay. Finals. Vacation. Elf 
or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for all time best Christmas movie? This is hard. The Vacation, thousand percent. Vacation. No way. Boom. Over Elf. <laughs> all right, we have a winner, everybody. Boom. All right, well that will do it for. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Carlos Whitaker for joining us today. Make sure to pre-order How to Human now and check it out when it comes out next month. Also, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com. You can see our fall-winter issue. You can uh, see everything we're covering at the intersection of faith and culture every day. Make sure to follow us on all the socials so you don't miss out on anything. At, at uh, Relevant Magazine on Instagram and TikTok. And we're at Relevant on Facebook and Twitter. And if you don't want to follow the socials right there on the front page of relevantmagazine.com, you can just, you can stay in touch by signing up for our daily newsletter. You get our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning. You don't miss anything. Well, I guess you do miss some stuff, but not the, any of the good stuff. Oh, and like I mentioned earlier in the show, make sure to go to uh, on Spotify. Check out a very relevant Christmas playlist. Uh, it's there. It'll be there through Christmas Day, and then we'll take it down. But uh, make sure to, if you're not following Heard on the Relevant Podcast, that's our playlist where we play all the music from the music breaks throughout the year. Uh, that is a huge playlist, updated every week. Um, also, we have relevant worship, indie, hip hop playlists. It's a good, good listens, good follows. You should go go check them out there on Spotify. Okay. Well, this is our last show before Christmas. Next week, uh, we will recap the year. I'll be hosting our look back at the best moments of 2022. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss the 10 minutes of Jesse outros that we put at the end of the show. Uh, make sure to you know uh, tune in for that one next week. But this is our last show here with the whole cast, um, our last live show here uh, before Christmas. So Aww. just want to say thanks to all of you. I love doing this every, every week Come with you now. guys. We miss Derek this week. He's out celebrating his birthday with his family um yeah. but uh, this is the highlight of my week hanging That's out with y'all so they just are. merry christmas you guys yeah okay well on that note we'll wrap it up i'm cameron strang i'm jesse carey i'm jamie ivy i'm emily brown merry christmas everyone enjoy it be kind hope you get all the presents you want no no fighting over politics with family okay all right sounds good we'll see you next week for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Here's the smell of being on the run from the law. (laughs) Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.